Mr. Speaker, the 102nd session of the Congress of the United States of America is hereby called to order. Uh, thank you, uh, Mr. Sergeant-at-Arms. Ladies and gentlemen, these are troubling and tumultuous times. Accordingly, our first order of business for the new session is... Texas Bixbender, the voice that sold a million baby chicks over Border Radio. We have such a jam-packed show tonight, bursting the corral gates with talent and entertainment, that I'll briefly introduce us by saying that to my left, your right, as you gaze into the radiant dial of your Henderson Ether Spanner, is a man who checks the progress of his investments in the stock market daily. We call him Too Slim. I'm Ranger Doug, idol of American youth who has no need to check the markets because my money is in the safety and security of Lincoln's savings and loan. Woody Paul is the king of the cowboy fiddlers. He has no need to check the markets because he's buried his savings in quarters in the safety of his backyard. And finally, our orchestra, under the direction of Joey the Cow of Holka King, who checks the paper daily for information on accordion futures. Is there a future in accordions, Joey? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> the market looks down. Anyway, let's get on with the show with a Bob Nolan classic way out there. Thank you. 
passing by, I caught her on the fly. I climbed in an open door, then I turned around to that desert ground, so the spot I would see no more. And as I rode away, I heard the pale moon say farewell, pal. It sure gets lonesome here. Sure is shooting following this community service announcement. Friends, welcome to one of the world's great universities, Xavier Cugat University. Yes, Xavier Cugat University, nestled in one of the better barrios near Norwood, Ohio, has been producing the cream of Latin big band leaders for nearly a decade. Leaders well-trained and ready for the downbeat thanks to the three great pillars of an Xavier Cugat University education. First, rhythm. Courses available exploring every Latin noisemaker from maracas to guido, from timbales to tambourines. And a lot of weird things you simply hit with a stick. Second, Chihuahua Husbandry, the world's leading center in the care and feeding of these delightful accessories, stands ready to teach you to rub their little bellies and put them to sleep. The third great pillar, Coochie Coochie. What does it mean? Well, if you have to ask, you ought to enroll at Xavier Cougat University. Take a course on R trilling and walking rhythmically with large fruit arrangements on your head. Audit Vice President Dan Quayle's guest lecture on the haunting language of Latin people. Go out for sports. Yes, the fighting chihuahuas compete in mambo, limbo, and babaloo. Consider a summer study cruise. What better place to learn than on Xavier Cougat University's own USS Charo? Now, think of that proud graduation day just around the next palm tree. You join the happy conga line and go up to receive your diploma. No, not a corny sheepskin destined to hang on some forgotten wall, but a real live chihuahua with the date of commencement shaved into its little forehead at no extra charge. You burst into your alma mater and adios, you're on your way. Call now for application information for Xavier Cougat University. 1-900-Coochie, that's 1-900-K-O-O-T-C-H-Y. And now back to Riders Radio Theater. <laughs> Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Woody Paul recently has, has felt that he doesn't have enough to do on this show, and so to showcase his remarkable talent, we've been getting him the last few weeks to get the guest stars. And Woody Paul, you who have Ranger you booked Doug. this week? Ranger Doug, I've got another winner tonight. Oh, boy, oh, boy, boy, we've got the big ones here. Ladies and gentlemen, the great Mel McDaniels. That was just wonderful. Thank you.
never met a woman leading that roaming party till your money was gone. A smiling Mona Lisa loaded up your visa and took a bartender home. Whoa, well, stand up if you ever been there. Stand up, identify. Stand up, tell us all about it. Stand up, we'll testify. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Wow. Y'all are wonderful. Thank you. I think I, I just experienced a little global warming here. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you. Gosh, Mel, it's great to have you on the show. You know, you've had a great career. I guess Baby's got her, got her blue jeans on. It was probably your big number, biggest number hit. Biggest well, it, number it was one number one and uh, everything. I, I didn't know it was going to do that, and I don't think anybody else did, but it, it did. And uh, stand-up was real popular, but uh, I've had real good... Uh, Good luck with the people that's been helping me, and uh, well, real fortunate. What kind of stuff are you uh, working on now, man? Well, uh, you know, I've I've kind of gotten interested in doing some Latin music lately. You know. Uh, really? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think there's a big future in putting some of that good Latin rhythm with country lyrics. Wow. Have you gone to Brazil to study like like Paul Simon? Wow. Oh no, man. Oh, you know, uh, I don't have time for anything like that. Uh, I've been taking some college courses though. Uh, <laughs> I won't be able to do it right, you know. Well, we look forward to hearing what you come up with, ladies and gentlemen, Mel McDaniel. <laughs> Thank you. Riders Radio Theater is a Mammoth Radio Pictures production in association with WBXU. This program is being taped live at the Emory Theater in the Queen City of the West, Cincinnati, Ohio. Stay with us, Saddle Pals. We'll be right back. Here's a little of the Woody Paul variation on Western theme number six.
Welcome back, buckaroos and buckarettes. You're listening to Riders Radio Theater. And now, Riders Radio Theater presents the ongoing saga of the Cowboy Way. Tonight, episode six of the exciting Western melodrama, Trail of the Diamond Desperado. As faithful listeners will no doubt recall, our story began when Riders in the Sky discovered that the first rational bank of Tumbleweed Valley was on the verge of collapse, apparently as a result of unsound investments in Australian diamond futures. Then they heard about a financial organization in Paris that specializes in saving small-town banks. The problem was how to get to Paris. Suddenly, Woody Paul remembered that he was pretty sure there was a land bridge to Europe. He based his hypothesis on an old Finnish legend that at certain times of year, a series of oceanic ridges and small islands connect to form a continuous trail from Canada to Finland. Thus it was that after a hard day on this amazing trail between two continents, the riders reached Greenland and set up camp beneath a towering snow-packed cliff. I'll open us up a can of beans here. Let's see now, where's that can opener? Oh, I'll just use this tool kit in a holster. Boy, that thing really opens a can of beans. Yeah, what's that low rumbling noise? It's Avalanche! Oh no, is this the end of Riders in the Sky? It may be, and it's time to find out, too slim, as we now present episode six, entitled, Not a Snowball's Chance. Good grief, look at that thing. It must be a million tons of snow and ice, and it's coming like a runaway locomotive. We don't stand a snowball's chance in... Woody, Woody, what would you say it would take to change the direction of that avalanche? A nuclear explosion. Hmm, Ranger Duck, I'd say it would take an ultra-high maximum bias quantum decibel tonal frequency emanating from a distance of 10 yards to cause any substantial deviation in the trajectory of the specific mass in question. In other words... Beautifully said, Woody. In other words, a number four yodel. A yodel! Exactly. And what would you say that the specific mass in question is about 10 yards from us now, right? Yes! I thought as much. Cover your ears. And so four cold and hungry cowboys stand on a lonely shore of a huge ice-encrusted island, and while one of them yodels, the others cover their ears and watch a million metric tons, and that's a lot, of ice, snow, and rock come rushing towards them. Miraculously, and you'd have to call this a miracle in any book. It works! The powerful variations of the number four yodel caused the roaring avalanche of death to turn just inches before it would have crushed riders in the sky. Holy mogul, it worked! It sure did. Nice going, Ranger Doug. Your yodel knocked the beans over. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have to open another can. Now, where's that no, can? No, side hold, it, no. hold it, Not again! Okay, cover your ears. Of course, the yodel works again. And of course, it knocks over the beans again. Three hours later, side meat is finally out of cans of beans, and while they have no dinner, they're at least able to get some sleep. But the crack of dawn comes early above the Arctic Circle, and with it, riders in the sky are up and hungry. What's for breakfast, side yeah. meat? Same thing you had for dinner. No beans. <laughs> I got nothing to cook. Well, that's some consolation. Well, I guess there's always a silver line. Why, you Easy, easy. Hold on there, side mate. We need to get on the trail. There's a trading post just south of here at Ooklet Bay. We can stock up there and then head across the land to Charlotte Fjord, where we pick up the land bridge again. Come on, let's ride. Let's ride, boys. Ranger Doug's plan works to a team, and after a short stop at the Ooklet trading post, the riders are on their way across the belly of Greenland. Two days later, they reach Charlotte Fjord. Whoa, whoa. This the spot, Woody? This is it, Ranger Duck. Gosh, the trail is so close to the surface here, you can see it. I was afraid we'd missed it and gone to Gerald R. Fjord. Well, regardless, <laughs> let's ride! 
Hunter Bowl. Let's try to stay on the trail this time. The trail does start out in shallow water, but as they move further and further into the frigid North Atlantic, the oceanic ridge they ride the crest of gets deeper and deeper, and they begin to see large, hazy shapes bobbing and floating in the distance. Icebergs. Gosh, what are those large, hazy shapes floating in the distance? Icebergs. This is the calving season. Calving? What's that got to do with icebergs? Calving side meat is what they call it. When the flow of a glacier reaches the sea and an iceberg calves off and floats away. Happens a lot around here this time of year. We'd better keep a sharp eye out for them. And remember, what we see above the water is only one-seventh of their mass. The rest of it is submerged. Here's what we need. Something else to worry about. There's more to worry about than even you realize, side meat. For at this moment, three disparate entities are being drawn together, destined for a rendezvous with danger high above the Arctic Circle near the Prime Meridian. The first element in this fateful drama is our Lenbridge riding cowboys. The second, an iceberg, but not just any iceberg. This leviathan towers 200 feet above the Earth's, the ocean surface. And the third element, a wayward cruise ship, the USS Charo, which has wandered far off course, but that fact doesn't seem to bother its captain one whit, as we're about to learn. Spring fellow, according to our schedule, we should be two days out of Rio. Is that correct? Arr, yes, sir. First mate, Nelson. Well, I find Arr. it strange then. There's a lot of icebergs, albeit little ones, around us. Oh, good point, sir. Not only that, but the temperatures on deck are more than a little nippy. Arr, that's certainly true, sir. If only we could find the captain. Arr. I haven't seen him in two days, and I've looked everywhere. Have you tried the dance floor in the main salon, Mr. Nelson? No, I haven't, string fellow. It's the last place I'd expect a captain of a ship to be. Well, that's the last place I saw him, sir. I took my pina colada break there yesterday, and there he was, right out in the middle of the dance floor, leading a conga line. I guess I'd better go see about this, string fellow. Take the watch. Aye, aye, sir. Oh, sir, if you find a captain, you might want. I want to mention the blips on the radar. Blips on the radar. Arr, blips on the radar. There's three or four little blips coming at us from the west. Let me see. See them? Funny the gate they're traveling at almost makes them look like three of them are on horses. And one of them's on a mule. Hey, they're closing in fast on us, too. As is this large blip to the north, see it? Uh, my shiver timbers, that thing's as big as a skyscraper. This side must be 200 feet tall, and that's just the part that's above the water line. Keep an eye on those blips, I'll get back as soon as I can. Aye, aye, sir. Arr. Quickly, first mate Nelson makes his way to the main salon, and there, just as second mate Stringfellow had reported, he sees Captain Raymond Rinaldo on the dance floor leading a conga line. I must speak with you. Not now, Nelson. I'm leading the conga line. Oh. Sir, this can't wait. I must Hold speak it. with you. Oh, oh, all right. Take over, Duncan. I'll be right back. Olay, Captain. Thanks. Now, what is it, Nelson? Sir, I'm convinced we've drifted off course and are in some very dangerous water. What do you mean, very dangerous waters, Nelson? Does the name, does the name Titanic ring a bell? Great Scott, are you telling me there's an iceberg out there? The granddaddy of them all, sir. We'll have to do something about this. What time is it? It's just shy of 15.30, sir. Mm, what would that be in normal time? 
just shy of 3.30. Oh, my goodness. That iceberg will just have to wait. Stop the music. Stop the music. What is it? What's going on, sir? What's going on? Nelson, you idiot. It's nearly 3.30. Carlotta will be here any minute. Carlotta? Will she have on her? Will she ever? Mel, Mel, start the music again. It's time for Carlotta. Okay, Captain. Hit it, boys. <laughs> As the band strikes up, the door to the Grand Salon opens up and in walks Carlotta. She has her fiery red hair teased to the max. She's wearing a gold lame spandex top, stiletto high heels, and of course, she's also got her blue jeans on. Out on a cruise ship, she can feel that beat. Comes in the disco, turns up the heat. She loves to mambo to a good old time country song. Lord have mercy, baby's got her blue jeans on. Meanwhile, not far away, galloping through the cold North Atlantic, riders in the sky watch helplessly as our gargantuan iceberg relentlessly closes in on the helpless cruise ship. Whoa, boy, whoa, 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 That's the biggest iceberg I've ever seen. Ranger Doug, can a yodel stop that thing? Well, yes, it can, Woody Paul, but I believe it would take the big number one. Wow, but that would deafen every fish within a 500-mile radius. Well, fish don't have ears. Boy, that's a relief. Come on, boys, let's ride. Ah, ain't you gonna yodel? No, I don't think that'll be necessary, Sergeant. What do you mean? Yeah, well, Ranger Doug, I, I calculate that iceberg's gonna hit that cruise ship in less than a minute. By then, it won't amount to much, Woody. Ranger Doug, what are you talking about? When the iceberg hits that ship, it's gonna crunch it. It'll mangle it. It'll deep six it. Davy Jones time, Ranger Doug. Easy, D easy, Slim. Huh? Listen, feel how warm that water's getting. Listen to the water? Listen. Oh, feel the water. Oh. Listen to me, you idiot. I'm sorry. <laughs> Ranger Doug's right. The water's heating up fast. Oh, it sure is. And look at that iceberg. It's melting. There oh. must be some kind of thermal vent on the ocean floor near here. Is that what it is, Ranger Doug? I don't know, Too Slim, but I don't have to know. What I do know is that the trail is melting out from underneath us, and the water around us is starting to boil. If we don't get out of here, we're going to be in deep... Water. Oh, I see what you mean, Ranger Doug. Come on, let's ride. Let's ride. Oh. What did cause the frigid polar waters to warm and the once mighty iceberg to melt? Well, I can only offer the following clue. In years past, at the famed Copacabana and Latin Quarter nightclubs, many an iceberg was melted by a hot Latin rhythm. And speaking of hot Latin rhythms, back on the cruise ship, the band is taking a break, and Mel McDaniel has escorted Carlotta up on deck for a breath of fresh air. Gosh, it's getting warm out. We must be near Rio. Oh, Mel, my piña colada is getting warm. All the ice has melted in it. Ah, right, darling, you hang on there. That's easy to fix. There's a little chunk of ice floating in the ocean down there. Looks like it might have been part of an iceberg one time. I'll just take this net here and uh, fish it out for you. <laughs> there you go. There you go, darling. Oh, thank you, Mel. <laughs> and so as the sun begins to sink in the western sky, a Rio-bound cruise ship continues to sail in the direction of the North Pole 
Meanwhile, riders in the sky are involved in a desperate race against time. Get up there, get up there, Argos. Come on, Ranger Doug, do you see any land ahead? No, I don't, Woody. If we don't reach an island by nightfall, we could be in big trouble. Oh, why is that? The trail's getting real narrow. It'll be next to impossible to stay on it if we can't see. Oh, no, is this the end of Riders in the Sky? Is this the end of Riders in the Sky? Will they be lost at sea? What is Carlotta's phone number? You won't find the answers to any of these questions anywhere but right here, same time, same station, next week in Episode 7 of Trail of the Diamond Desperados, entitled Welcome to Davy Jones' Locker. It's Yo-Ho-Ho, Clear the Deck, Deep. Really deep melodrama you won't want to miss, and it's coming only to this theater of the mind. And now, here again are Riders in the Sky, Joey the Cowpoker King and Mel McDaniel. Parks his car at the Grand Pavilion Sometimes I think Man, he's got it made But that's life That's how it goes Some move fast And some move slow And I've been feeling left behind But that's okay It's just turtles And rabbits Life's a speedway and we're the traffic It's an Indy 500 human race It's the tortoise and the hare You set your pace and just hang in there And me, my silk gets thicker every day Or crawlers, but if we don't cross that finish line today, it's okay. It's just turtles and rabbits. Life's a speedway, and we're the traffic. It's an Indy 500 human race. It's the tortoise and the hare. You set your pace and just hang in there and me. My shell gets thicker every day, every day. As for me, my shell gets thicker every day. You folks are wonderful. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. Mel McDaniel. Thank you, Mel. Time for us to ride out out of here, boys. So long, the cast and guests of Riders Radio Theater Bunk at the Quality Hotel Central in Norwood, Ohio. For more information on Riders in the Sky, two snooze Mergendale or Riders in the Sky International Fan Club, write to Riders in the Sky, Post Office Box 277, White Street, Tennessee, 37189. Riders Radio Theater was conceived, written, and directed, performed by Riders in the Sky, along with yours truly, Texas Big Bender. 
Our production foreman is Campfire Bird. Our sound effects wrangler is Big Zeno Clinker. For WVXU, the executive producer, J.C. Doc King. Producer, Lasso and Larry Ashcraft. Coordinating producer, Chuck Wagonmaster Ingram. Chief engineer, Jamboree J. Crawford. Recording director, Gallopin' George Zahn. Sound effects, Honcho, Winchester Jim Springfield. <laughs> stage manager, Solid L. Ron Esposito. So long, everybody. This is Texas Big Spinner saying, we'll see you next week. This is the VXU Radio Network.